Welcome back to Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Spencer, and for those of you who are new or just don't know, this podcast, the episodes are basically audio compilations of my videos on YouTube, which you can find on YouTube at The Film Punch. So go check that out there. Not only can you get the video forms of the uh, of the reviews on here and whatever I'm really doing on the podcast, but you can also get them earlier. So I highly recommend going over there. Once again, it's at The Film Punch on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, today I'm going to be starting off with my review for 2018's Black Panther, which I rewatched in preparation for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, of course. After that review, I will be getting into my first reaction slash thoughts on Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It's about the seven to eight minute segment there without spoilers, talking about how I feel about the film after watching it for the first time. After my first reaction slash thoughts segment, I will be getting into the full on non-spoiler segment where I give my full-on non-spoiler review about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Then I'll be capping off the episode, obviously, with my spoiler review. If you don't want any spoilers for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, then go ahead and click off the episode after my non-spoiler review. I think that's all I have to say to get things started, so before I do anything, let's thank today's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Audible, which, if you don't know, has a great selection of audiobooks, originals, and podcasts. And right now, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Plus, which lets you listen to a selection of audiobooks, originals, sleep tracks, meditation programs, and podcasts. Or you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you all of that from Audible Plus, as well as one free title per month from an extended selection of bestsellers and new releases. And you own those, so that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go get that 30-day free trial of Audible, that website is www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast. Now, on with the show. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So 2018's Black Panther is directed by Ryan Coogler, written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole, based on the Marvel comics written by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. It stars Chadwick Boseman, of course, as T'Challa slash Black Panther. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. He is amazing in this film and amazing in every other film I've seen him in. And uh, he will definitely be missed. And him playing the character T'Challa will definitely be missed for me, especially just not being able to see him play that character anymore, it, it really hurts, man. I, I don't want to like make myself emotional in this in this video, but I, I know for a fact I'm going to get very emotional in Wakanda forever. So yeah, we'll see if I can get through that review. But as for this one, I should be all right because, you know, we still have him in this movie and seeing him in this movie kind of makes it feel like he's still alive in a way. And, uh, Whenever somebody like this passes on, the thing that we can we can cherish still is is their work. So I loved watching the rewatching this movie. I've seen this movie so many times, but it has been a while um, 
before rewatching this film. It had been a while since I'd I'd watched it, probably close to a year. And um, I watched it on Disney Plus, and they have the whole IMAX enhanced version. And I watched that there. My whole TV screen was filled, which I just love. And um, yeah, it's a visually stunning film. I love the imagery in this movie. I mean, there's some CGI and stuff that obviously doesn't work in aspects, which, by the way, I will be getting into some spoilers a little bit here. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I, I would recommend probably clicking off. But yeah, uh, stick around if you don't really care or if you have seen the movie. But yeah, I uh, just wanted to preface that real quick. Um, but yeah, obviously there's moments of CGI that don't look very good, especially with that final battle between Killmonger uh, played by Michael B. Jordan, Eric Killmonger. Very great villain, very great character that I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but with that whole final battle between his character and T'Challa, obviously the whole, you know, vibranium mind thing, it didn't look too great. But the thing I'm interested to see going into Wakanda Forever is after having the time and having the advancements that we've had in technology over just the course of a handful of years... Um, I think they're going to be able to do a lot more with this world and make it look even better. Uh, not to say that it looks horrible here. It looks amazing, especially that first scene where you first fly into Wakanda. It, it's, it, oh my God. And you're just like, I want to go there so bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, the world that they've built, the world building in this movie, just this movie, it, it's incredible. I mean... What takes a lot of films, you know, what, well, I guess I should kind of reword that. What takes many films, a lot of movies to do, they, they do perfectly in this one film, I, I feel like. And it does follow the typical Marvel formula when it comes to these origin films. But the thing that, you know, you have to do if you are following that formula is to set yourself apart and make it unique. And this movie definitely does that uh, with, you know, like I said before, the amazing villain in here. Uh, the thing about the character of Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan, is that you can kind of understand where he's coming from. And of, yes, his methods and his end goal is chaotic and, and some might say evil. That's what makes him a villain. You know, the, the reason why he's doing it, you can understand and sympathize with. And that's that's something not a whole lot of movies, for whatever reason, can really do with their their uh, villains. Um, there's so many Marvel movies, and not just Marvel movies, but movies in general, where it comes to having an antagonist villain, where the reason for them being a villain doesn't really doesn't really make sense. They just seem like they're a villain for the sake of being a villain. And in a way, uh, this might be a controversial uh, 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 opinion here, but the character of Thanos, over the course of two movies, he's just kind of, kind of the villain that says cool lines, and they don't really give a whole lot of depth to his character, aside from obviously the Gamora scene, and then maybe like him talking about... Uh, talking about how his homeworld was destroyed. But aside from that, like, they don't really give him a whole lot other than just kind of being a villain for the sake of being a villain. And yes, you can understand where that villain is coming from, which makes him a good villain, because, yeah, the resources are depleting, and um, people are dying off, and there's homelessness, and there's all sorts of different things, not only on, you know, in the universe, 
uh, Marvel Universe, not only on Earth, but also many other planets all over the universe, all over the galaxy, and um, even other timelines. Um, so the discussion of Thanos being right isn't necessarily like, I mean, it, it's a little controversial, but it, you can kind of see where he's coming from. And, and that's the thing about villains. They have motives that make sense for the most part and might be a little shaky, but it's their, it's the things they do to achieve their goals that make them the villain. And um, that's something they do with the character here. But even by the end of the movie, you're like, uh, and spoiler alert, but yeah, he dies at the end. By the end of the movie, you're like, I don't want this character to die. I want to see this character again. And um, that's not always the case with a lot of villains. You think of villains like Whiplash, like that's a very forgettable character. Um, you know, the Mandarin from uh, from Iron Man 3. That's a really weak character. And uh, yeah, I'm just naming <laughs> Iron Man villains right now. But yeah, uh, this movie does does follow the formula, but it, it makes things different in ways. I mean, yeah, you have the, the protagonist and antagonist having very similar power sets fighting each other. And I mean, we've seen that in the original Iron Man. We've seen that in, uh, well, kind of, did we really see that in Thor? I mean, kind of, I guess. Um what else have we seen that in? I know uh, Shang-Chi, love that movie too. I would say, along with Black Panther, that movie is in my top five favorite Marvel movies. Um, I know we've seen it in other ones too. Um, Captain Marvel. I mean, pretty much most of the Marvel origin films have the protagonist fighting the antagonist, and the antagonist has a similar power set to the protagonist. Um, but yeah, let me talk about some of the other cast members in here. I just remember that I only mentioned Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan. We have other really great stars in this film, such as Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia. Uh, if you don't know her, she was in Jordan Peele's Us. Um, I'm trying to think of other movies she's been in, but I'm just like completely blanking right now, but I know she's been in a lot, so don't, don't hate me in the comments down below. But we also have Denai Guerrero as Okoye, or Okoye? Yeah, Okoye. Um, and that is an amazing character. I love Okoye. Um, she's, she's definitely a badass female and the leader of the Dora Milaje, uh, which is basically the, the female warriors that not only protect, but also serve and fight for the king, I guess you could say, or queen. Um, but yeah, Denai Guerrero, I'm sure a lot of people know, played Michonne on The Walking Dead. I believe she's still on that show, but isn't it wrapping up soon? Uh, let me know down in the comments below. I'd like to know. Uh, but yeah, we also have Letitia Wright. Is it Letitia or Latita? I think it's Letitia Wright, uh, who plays Shuri, the sister to Black Panther slash T'Challa. Uh, she's a very amazing character. Got it right there. And will most likely become the next Black Panther in Wakanda forever. That's at least my theory. I'm sure it'll come true, though. I don't think it's a huge secret. Uh, we also have Angela Bassett, great actress there, playing Ramonda, the queen or I, I guess she's not really the queen anymore since Black Panther becomes the king in this movie. Um, I, I never know how monarchs work, to be honest, but um, is it monarchs or monarchies? Probably monarchies. I think monarchs are butterflies. <laughs> um, but yeah, she plays the, obviously, uh, the mother to T'Challa in this movie, and she's fantastic in this movie as well. Uh, we have Daniel Kaluuya, who a lot of people know from Jordan Peele's, um, I almost said us, uh, Jordan Peele's Get Out, fantastic in that movie oh my god in my top 10 favorites for sure 
uh, but he plays Wakabi, which is the uh, the love interest. Uh, I don't know if he's like probably like married to her. I don't know, but uh, Okoye and and uh, Wakabi are romantic together. I guess you could say. Uh, we also have excuse me Winston Duke as Mbaku. Excuse me, jeez, <laughs> that was that was something. Uh, we have Winston Duke as Umbaku, which I really love that character. He starts off being a villain, and you almost feel like, huh, is this going to be the main villain of the movie? I wonder. Um, and I feel like that's how it was supposed to be set up, but because of the marketing, it was pretty obvious that Michael B. Jordan would be the villain. So I don't think anybody really thought he'd be the main villain at any point. But um, they they do set him up to be a villainous character, more of an antagonist, and by the end of the movie, he he helps out in the fight against Killmonger. So, uh, and especially in uh, in Infinity War, and uh, well, mainly Infinity War, he doesn't do a whole lot in Endgame because he was dusted, I believe. Or no, I guess he wasn't dusted, but he he just didn't really do anything up until the end. But um, yeah, I, I like how in this movie he does join the side, and then in Infinity War, uh, you know. T'Challa's like, thank you for fighting with these with us. And he's like, Yeah, I got you, bro. I mean, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but um I don't know. Something about that character I always liked just because yes, he started out started off as a villain. Yes, he could have taken advantage of them when they were at their weakest, when they were coming to him with the the herb, I think it was. Uh that's what they called it. That gives them the Black Panther power. He could have easily taken that for himself, but he he knew that um, I keep wanting to say Chadwick. I mean, when I see this character, I, I honestly just see Chadwick at this point. I mean, is that a bad thing? I, I don't necessarily think so. But um, yeah, when he decides to give it to T'Challa because he's like, he's the one that needs to do this. And I was just like, damn, dude. In a way, I'm just like, man, I kind of wish he would have taken it. But, you know, then we wouldn't have gotten the great movie that we have now. Uh, but yeah. Who else do we have here? Uh, we got Forrest Whitaker as Zuri. Great actor there. Uh, and then we have Denzel Whit Whitaker, his son in real life, uh, playing the young version of that character, which is very cool. Uh, we also have Martin Freeman as Everett K. Ross. Andy Serkis as Ulysses Claw, uh, which Everett K. Ross was introduced in Captain America's Civil War. And then Ulysses Claw was introduced in Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, glad they got rid of it. Ulysses Claw relatively early on in the movie because that character was annoying as fuck. And also, I'm very curious as to what his SoundCloud music would sound like. Um, one of the jokes in here that, that doesn't really age well and kind of didn't kind of already didn't age well when the movie came out, along with the uh, what are those joke. Um, those those were outdated by the time the movie had already come out. So don't do those types of jokes in movies. It dates them, but it doesn't ruin the movie by any means. Um, but we also have, and per, forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, John Caney as T'Chaka. Uh, Sorry, I can't talk. My mouth is really dry right now. This isn't my first take. Um, but yeah, he, he obviously is the... <clears throat> The father to T'Challa. Who else? Uh, Florence Kusumba. Hopefully I'm saying that right. As Ao. Um, she is going to be a relatively more important character in the sequel from what I hear. So just thought I'd mention her. 
uh, also a member of the Dora Milaje. Uh, and then Sterling K. Brown as New Jobu. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Probably not. Uh, and he plays kind of in the, the Flash Blacks. He, flash Blacks? Wow. Uh, the Flashbacks, he plays uh, Killmonger's father, basically. So, uh, yeah. Let's get into the movie. Well, I, I guess I already talked about a decent majority of what I have to say, but uh, yeah, really great movie here. I'm very excited for Wakanda Forever. I'm definitely going to cry watching that movie, uh, but it's just good to see Chadwick Boseman again in this film, and it had been a little while since I had watched this movie, and just rewatching it, especially with the Disney Plus IMAX enhanced version, uh, just seeing the beauty of the film, and just seeing how wonderfully it was... Uh, you know, how, I guess how wonderfully it was filmed is, is what I want to say is just the, the cinematography, um, of the film and just all the beautiful nature shots and just the beautiful architecture shots of Wakanda as well. Um, you know, a lot of the, the characters, a lot of the actors in here, all the actors, let's not lie. All the actors in this movie do a really great job. Um, a fantastic job. And, um, it makes me very eager to see them all return in the sequel and just see how their characters evolve as opposed from this movie and then everything that happened in between uh, heading into uh, Wakanda Forever. So I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. Uh, but yeah, the character of Eric Killmonger, very great villain there. Um, very, very much one of my favorites. Uh, but let me see here. Uh, really great world building, the CGI in some spots. I don't know if I said this already, but towards the end there, that final battle, just CGI doesn't look great there. Uh, but yeah, there are moments. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, there are some moments and lines delivered by Chadwick Boseman in here that seem uh, to hold a lot more weight after his passing. Um, such as the moment when you see that, uh, I'm just going to call it a plane because I don't really know what to call their, their aircrafts, but you see it crash down and then you see the Black Panther rise up from the smoke on top of the ship. And then, you know, the, the mask comes off and he's like, and I am not dead. And, and just something about that, like, it almost made me cry. I was just like, oh my God. And there's certain moments in here, just inspirational lines and things that he says that, that just seems to hit me a lot more. And I'm sure it hits a lot of other people a lot more after, after he passed away. And, I'm not sure if he uh, he knew he had cancer while filming this film, um, but I know for a fact he, he knew that he did, at least filming um, Infinity War and Endgame, I believe. So um, just, just having him fight through the pain, fight through the sickness, and, and deliver something that the fans really needed, especially, obviously, the, you know, the black fans out there, the black Marvel fans, the just black people in general needed this movie. This, this was a very, this was a cultural event for people. Um, you know, like of, of course Avengers Endgame held a lot of weight for a lot of people and everybody saw it, even people that weren't, you know, Marvel fans, but it was equally, if not more important with Black Panther because it was something that a certain group of people that has been oppressed for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. This this is their representation. Very few white characters in this movie. And that's for a good reason. Because you need to have 
you know, the representation on screen for the people. This is, I mean, yes, it's made for the Marvel fans. Yes, it's made for fans of movies. Yes, I'm still going to see this movie, even though I'm a white guy. Um, and, and sorry if this is somewhat controversial to you guys, but uh, I don't think I'm saying anything too controversial here. Um, but But for that group of people, like that's that's an important thing for them it's a cultural thing um i mean i'm not saying anything anybody hasn't already said before uh but it, it meant a lot to a lot of people and uh that that that's a big reason why i love it but it's not the only reason why i love it because there's just so much good writing in here there's the music especially like the Dora Milaje music every time the Dora Milaje is like fighting or whatever and it's like dot dot oh, I'm not doing it justice but it's it's fucking incredible and honestly if I went to the gym it would hype me up um by the way I need to get on that but <laughs> that's uh that's a topic for another day uh but yeah let me see here um trying to see if I have anything else I really want to say Oh yeah, I wanted to say this. This movie is basically Black Panther's uh, Civil War. I don't know for sure if this movie... I don't think it came out... I don't think it was the next movie to come out after Civil War, but it could be wrong. Uh, but in this movie, when Killmonger takes over as king, you know, you have people divided. You have the Dormelage divided from, from the other... And I forget the exact group names, but... Uh, the one that Daniel Kaluuya is part of, um, and I'm pretty sure he's the leader of, uh, maybe not the leader, but, um, you know, like, he sticks to tradition, and he sticks with this king, and even then, when he finds out that T'Challa is still alive, he stays with Killmonger, because Killmonger has newer ideas, and, you know, I mean, again, it, there's two sides to the story, there's, there's the people who want to adapt and change, and that's a good thing, but the way that they're going about it, not so much. And then you have the people who want to stick to tradition and uh, and don't want things to change. But Black Panther, T'Challa, he he realizes that things need to, and that's what makes him a really great hero. Is that he hears the other side, and he agrees with them, but he doesn't agree with the way that they're going about it, and. Um, it's just really great conflict. Oh, stuff like that that I really love because it's like, it's layered. It's not just like simple black and white. I, I guess that's probably not the best term to say in this, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not just a, it's not a two-sided thing. Like, there's just so many layers to it. Um, and it just makes for a really, really great watching experience if you're actually paying attention which so many people, when they watch movies, do not. I mean, I go to the movies all the time and watch... And I'm just going to go into this rant for a little bit before I wrap this video up. But um, so many people go to the movies and just sit on their freaking phone. I'm going to not swear because I will go off. But they sit on their freaking phone. They honestly are... Oh, my God. Uh, what was the movie I watched the other day? Uh, Terrifier 2. Uh, I was in the theater and there was somebody sitting there on their phone, and then they start watching uh, uh, sports, they start watching, like, football or some shit, and you can hear, oh my god, I hate the noise of football, like, I'm, I'm not a sports hater, but I hate the noise of football and, like, just sports in general being on TV, because it sounds like I'm in a goddamn sports bar, and I don't always want to be in a goddamn sports bar, especially when I'm in a movie theater, 
but you just hear the audience cheering and then you know the sports announcer are like oh yeah they got the ball now and they're going the other way and one down two to go and like shit like that and i'm just like dude i'm watching a fucking movie turn it off why am i going on this rant for my review of black panther i don't know uh but yeah i guess i went on the rant because i was saying people don't pay attention to movies nowadays and when you do you can oftentimes find deeper meanings and stuff deeper meanings is that the way i should say it grammatically i don't know but you can find deeper meaning in things and appreciate them more if you're actually paying attention and i guess that's just the message i'm going to leave you guys with let's just pay attention to the movie please um but yeah, that's a weird way to end this review. Overall, going to give Black Panther a 9.5 out of 10. It's nearly perfect for me. It's honestly really just the, the CGI towards the end in that final battle that really holds me back. I, I would say everything else about this movie, maybe Ulysses Claw. You know what? Let's make it a 9. Uh, Ulysses Claw annoys the hell out of me. And in my opinion, he isn't too much of this movie. But I understand why they had to have him in this movie. Um, and then the whole, you know, CGI thing. 9 out of 10. I think it's a near perfect film. Um, if you haven't seen it, well, I just spoiled a bunch of it for you, so sorry about that. But um, I'm sure most of you watching this at this point have watched it, or at least just don't care about spoilers. But have you seen it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you in the middle? I'm sure a lot of people love it. I mean, I, I have yet to meet a person that hates this movie. Now, people that dislike it, I don't know. I'm sure there's people that do dislike it, and I can understand certain reasons that they might, such as following the formula and the CGI and, and just certain aspects like that, I guess. But, um, I mean, it, it's a great film. And for the people who stuck around because they don't care about spoilers or if they are watching this by accident or I, I don't even know what, are you going to watch Black Panther? Um, why or why not? I don't know. And then for the people who like these movies and are actually going to see movies uh are you going to go watch wakanda forever uh and give me some theories going into it uh if you've already watched it please do not spoil anything in the comments of this video uh but yeah just give me some theories on what you think might happen or you know tell me if you're anticipating it if it's you think it's going to be your next favorite marvel movie really whatever you want to comment down below is basically what I'm trying to say. Just comment anything down below. And, and just I'd love to engage with you. Pretty much anybody who comments. I, I typically either try to like heart their comment. Like their comment. Or actually you know respond to what they're saying. Most of the time I respond. So yeah I, I would very much appreciate a comment. Just a little bit of engagement with you guys. I'd, I'd very much like that. Uh, but also leave a like on the video. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. I will be back in the next video with my it should be my first reactions uh like first reaction after getting out of the theater for black panther 2 after that non-spoiler review after that spoiler review so that's what's coming up soon but uh thank you all for watching i will see you in the next one all right my first reaction slash thoughts on black panther wakanda forever i know not the best recording setup here crappy lighting crappy audio there's a highway in the back behind me uh just because of the amount of time I have between showings, yes, I'm seeing Black Panther twice today. Uh, I, I just couldn't find another spot, a nice quiet spot to record outside. So uh, sorry about that, but this is going to be a super quick video, which by the way, this is a non-spoiler video. Uh, my non-spoiler review will be coming out tomorrow if you're watching this today, the day it comes out. 
and then my spoiler review will be coming out on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, this is just a short little video kind of talking about certain things that I liked and didn't like and whether it's worth your time, which I'm going to start off by saying, yes, it very much is. Um, with the Marvel movies that we've had so far this year with Thor Ragnarok and uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and then throw in the TV shows there as well, I haven't necessarily loved everything that Marvel has done throughout the course of this year. Uh, in fact, I would say Doctor Strange and Thor are not going to be in my top 10 favorite movies of this year. Uh, I don't even know if they, well, they'd probably be in my top 15, uh, just because, you know, there's only so, mo so many good movies that I've seen this year. Um, but this one tops those for sure. Does it top the original Black Panther? No, it doesn't. Uh, the original Black Panther was a cultural phenomenon, and I believe this one has the capability to do that as well. Um, but with this one, since you lost your main actor, it's both a... And obviously, like, I don't want to say him dying was a, a good thing, but, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because... It's a blessing because it's guaranteed that people are going to go see this movie because they're like, what are they going to do about him? What are they going to, are they going to kill him off? Like, what are they going to explain? How are they going to explain it? Um, and then you have another side of people that are like, well, I don't want to see it if he's not going to be in it. And um, I, I don't know. I think most people are probably thinking more along the lines of, I'm curious on how they're going to handle his actual real life death inside of the movie. Um, so, so I think plenty of people are going to watch this. Both IMAX showings that I tried to get were completely sold out. So I stuck with standard form, I guess you could say, uh, just the regular 2d. Um, I might watch it in IMAX tomorrow as of recording this. So on Friday, I might, I might watch it in IMAX if I have the time. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of other stuff I'm still working on outside of the whole Black Panther thing going on right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would love to watch it in IMAX. It has sweeping visuals. It has a lot of really great fight scenes. A lot of the acting in here is incredible and top notch. Um, my only real complaints so far, just upon first time watching is some of the CGI isn't, it doesn't seem completely finished. Um, it seems a little rushed. And when it comes to Marvel, we kind of know that that's the case with their visual effects artists at times is that some of their work can be really rushed uh, just because the studio doesn't give enough give them enough time to actually finish the shot. Um, that's my only really big complaint right now. Yeah, I think that's, that's really... And also one small thing with one of the characters that I'm not going to talk about at all uh, because there's certain aspects about this movie where I have opinions on it that I can't talk about until I do my spoiler review. Uh, just when it comes to certain characters and certain things that they do that where I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't really love that. And also there's one aspect of it that just kind of got swept under the rug and, uh, didn't really do anything with it going forward. Um, and then there's also a character in here that seems to be shoehorned in there just because they were in the first movie and has little to nothing to do at all in the whole film, like little to nothing, like completely just you could have taken it out and nobody would have noticed probably will only would have like taken out maybe two, three minutes of, uh, of the movie tops. So it's just like, did that feel necessary? Not at all. There's, there's some things in this movie that feel a little unnecessary. Uh, there's also, like I said, some of the CGI doesn't look terrific in some spots, but for the most part, most of this movie is a really good movie. Um, 
you know it it has a little bit of humor but it doesn't overdo it like thor does you know it, it kind of takes it back to to a point where marvel could take themselves a little more seriously and in this movie you have a guy who has wings on his feet uh and for the most part they take this movie very seriously and i feel like that's a good thing because after the passing of chadwick boseman this movie had to be handled with a level of seriousness so i, I commend the the director and the writers um well i guess the director is one of the writers so the director and the writer um i have to commend them on on doing something a lot of marvel movies just haven't been able to do over the last you know, handful of films, but, um, yeah, overall, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is definitely worth watching if you are a Marvel fan, uh, if you are a fan of the first Black Panther, you should definitely check this movie out, it has plenty of emotion, has great acting, great action, excuse me, great action scenes, and, uh, let me see if I have any other notes here, uh, only one post-credit scene, so you don't have to stick around for two, uh, for the, you know, you don't have to stick around for the entire credits, uh, and then by the end of the film, in the climax, in the final battle, I was on the fucking edge of my seat. And sorry for swearing, I got through most of this without doing it. But yeah, I was on the goddamn edge of my seat watching this climax in this film. And I was just in awe. I was just having so much fun with it. Is it the best like finale in any Marvel movie? Not at all. Uh, but it has elements to it where I'm just like, ooh, this gets a little gritty. Uh, this This gets like intense and sweeping and just... It, it, it's a great final battle for sure. And then there's some brief su surprises in there that you aren't going to want spoiled. Uh, there's mainly only one really big thing that's going to get spoiled in here. Obviously, I'm not going to do it. But there's technically two to three things that's, that could technically be spoiled. Oh, I guess maybe four. Um, but in terms of just my thinking, I mean the whole Black Panther thing, it's kind of obvious who it is. I'm not going to say who it is here, uh, in case anybody's like, eh, I wonder. Uh, but no, even with the marketing, I already knew who was going to be going into it. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's already kind of one big surprise taken away because is it really a huge surprise? Not really. Um, but yeah, there's two other things in this movie that I think are really going to surprise people and shock people. And then there's one other thing that I felt like kind of was just shoehorned in there to make make the uh, the villain seem a little more intimidating. But yeah, I mean, overall, really great film. Is it one of my favorite Marvel movies? Not really. But um, does it have the potential to be one of my favorites? I, I think so. Um, if not in my top five, then maybe my top ten. Um, but yeah, I mean, Marvel has done it way worse before. They flubbed it with, uh, with Eternals. With this movie, I think they... This is this is a time where, you know, not very lately this has happened for them, but this is the one time lately where where it seems like they can actually get something right. So highly recommend watching this movie as soon as you freaking can, especially before you get it spoiled for you. But overall, those are my my first initial reactions slash thoughts on the film. Thank you all for watching. I will be back tomorrow with my non-spoiler review for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload, and I will see you in the next one. All right, so 2022's Black Panther Wakanda Forever is available now in theaters, and this will be my non-spoiler review. So for those of you who have not seen the film yet, you are safe to watch this video, or unless you just don't want to know anything or hear anything at all going into it. 
then maybe click off this one. But for those of you who haven't seen it, you are safe to uh, to stick around with this one. The spoiler review, as of posting this one, if you're watching this on the day it's posted, will come out tomorrow, which is a Saturday. I believe that'll be the 12th. So you can expect that spoiler review then. But yeah, let's talk about the movie in a non-spoiler type of way. Uh, it's directed by Ryan Coogler, who directed the first one. And the story is by Ryan Coogler, screenplay by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole, who I believe both of them actually worked on the first film together as well. So it's good to see both of them coming back for this one, based on the characters created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. In this film, we have Letitia Wright coming back as Shuri. We have Lupita Nyong'o coming back as Nakia. We have Denai Guerrero coming back as Okoye. We have Winston Duke coming back as Umbaku. Angela Bassett coming back as Queen Ramonda. Uh, we have Martin Freeman coming back as Everett Ross. Who else? Uh, just trying to mention the people that are coming back from the first film, at least right now. Uh, Florence Kasumba as Ao. And I think there was one other name there, but I do not see it here. Uh, so forgive me for that, for not mentioning that one character that was also a part of the, uh, the Dora Milaje. But yeah, uh, introducing to this film, new characters. We have Tanach Huerta, hopefully I'm saying that name right, as Namor, the Submariner. Uh, we have Dominique Thorne coming, as, coming in as Riri Williams. We have Alex Livinal, is that how you say it? Livinali, uh, as Atuma. We have, oh, I think Aneka was the other one, played by Michaela Cole. Um, that was the other Dora Milaje member there. Uh, we have Mabel Cadena, hopefully I'm saying that right, as Namora. And uh, I think that's pretty much the main cast there. You also have Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah coming in as the voice of an AI uh, created by Shuri. So that's kind of interesting there. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the main cast of this movie here. Let me grab my other notebook that has all my non-spoiler notes, if I can find it here. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think the action in this movie works really well. Um, a lot of the fight choreography and just a lot of the, the action set pieces I think are spectacular and very well shot. There are some moments in there with slow motion, which I'm not always the biggest fan of, but when it came to the moments they used it in here, I thought it worked really well and uh, it wasn't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, tacky, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, slow motion can be tacky in a lot of movies, but this one, it uses it sparingly and uses it in the right moments, so I can appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, overall the action and just the fight choreography and all that, uh, just just how it engages you into the fight and gets you on the edge of your seat, that's what this movie does very well. Uh, another thing this movie does very well is handling the emotion of the film. Obviously Chadwick Boseman has passed away and will not be carrying on the role of Black Panther. And this movie starts off, and I'm not trying to spoil anything, but it immediately starts off by hitting you in the feels. And it gets you from the very beginning. There are multiple moments in this movie that made me cry in the beginning, especially uh, a little bit towards the end. And I feel like there were a few other moments as well that, that made me tear up. Uh, but there were a few times in, in the movie, especially in the first viewing where I was just completely ugly crying. Second viewing, the emotion didn't get to me as much because I was expecting it. And I was also seeing it not only in, not even an hour after getting done with the, uh, the first showing, so a lot of it I was obviously expecting, but there's still emotional aspects. Even just an hour later, that still got me. So I think that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, a lot of the emotion here, obviously, since the passing of Chadwick Boseman, it has to be felt in this movie. And I said this in a bit in my initial reaction slash thoughts video, but um, 
the idea that they pay homage to him or homage I should say um they pay homage to him in several different ways but at the same time the fact that he's gone doesn't control the whole movie it doesn't dictate the whole movie it's a very present theme in the film that he is gone but it, it doesn't con control the story in any way shape or form it, it this movie even if Chadwick Boseman hadn't passed away this movie could still stand on its own without that uh that context so that's also a really good thing lots of really good things about this movie really a lot of the acting in here is incredible i mean everybody involved does a really great job but uh in particular shuri i think it's a really great story arc in this movie um more than i was kind of expecting there are some aspects of it that i didn't necessarily love but then by the end they kind of pulled it all together there were a couple things that i felt like maybe were a little swept under the rug and just like not really focused on again but for the most part i think her story arc was definitely the best out of out of all of them in the film she's the one that gives gets the main story arc so um i would definitely say even just listing her first uh because on imdb it lists her first in the cast uh, i would definitely say she is the main character of this film you don't immediately start with her character or actually yeah you do never mind Sorry, that's a bit of a spoiler there that I just said that you immediately start with her character. But um, yeah, I mean, she's the main character of the movie. That's a bit of a spoiler, I guess, saying that it starts with her. But oh, well, I mean, I guess there's a lot worse things that I could give away. But um, yeah, let me see here. Uh, tch -tch -tch. Yeah, upon second viewing, the emotional moment still got to me. That is for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, some negatives here. Some of the CGI in the movie didn't quite do it for me. There were some elements that looked a little unfinished and a little weird. Uh, one in particular, I'm not going to, like, obviously spoil the whole scene. Uh, but basically, you have Namor on his throne, his little shark jaw throne, which is badass as hell. Um, and he's talking to his people. And just the way that he's moving, and these are all underwater shots, so some of the underwater shots are mainly the only bits of CGI that look a little weird. Um, when he's talking, it almost was like his mouth wasn't going quite along with the words he was saying. Just, it, it seemed like there was like a split second delay, ever so, ever so slight. It doesn't ruin anything, but I mean, Marvel in the past has been known to not give their VFX artists enough time to work on their films and this kind of just feels like an instance of that there's some some scenes in here where the CGI just doesn't hold up too great but um I mean that's really my only biggest complaint about the movie uh, aside from there are one to two characters and a few themes that seem to not add a whole lot to the movie overall um, I was going to save this for the non-spoiler review, but I feel like this is, or not the non-spoiler, I was going to save this for the spoiler review, uh, but this doesn't feel like it's going to be like a huge spoiler that's going to ruin the movie for anybody. If anything, it might just like help people with expectations. Um, Martin Freeman as Everett Ross, barely in the movie, and the little bit that he's in just doesn't seem important at all. Um, so I'm not necessarily sure if it's just because he was in the first film that they felt obligated to have him in this one, but... Uh, one thing I will say about Martin Freeman is he's looking good these days. Um, that's, that's the one thing I will say. <laughs> um, he, he's in good shape. Uh, and maybe not like Thor shape or anything, but you know, for a man his age, um, who hasn't really gotten into that shape before. Pretty, pretty nice. Um, <laughs> that sounded weird. Uh, but let me see here. Um, so with Namor, he's the villain of the film, obviously. And 
the thing I love about the first Black Panther movie is that Killmonger is one of the best villains in all of Marvel. Is Namor one of the best villains in all of Marvel? I wouldn't say so, but he's also not even close to being the worst. Um, basically, my biggest complaint here is in the first Black Panther film, Killmonger's end goal and his motives and the things behind it, they make sense. His, uh, you know, maybe not the end goal, maybe not what he's trying to accomplish, um, but like the reasons why he's doing it, you can understand. And when it comes to Namor, you can kind of understand it, but they don't give you enough to really feel for his character the way that you did with Killmonger. And yes, it's easy with Killmonger because his dad was killed, and spoiler alert for the first Black Panther, I guess, but his dad was killed by T'Challa's dad, and also like he had to grow up in a really rough neighborhood, and you have the whole cousin aspect. You can't really do that with Namor, obviously, but I, I wish they would have given him a little bit more to his backstory to make you understand why he wants to do the things that he wants to do, other than just, oh, we showed up one day and we had these colonizers just like whipping people that looked like us that's messed up for sure that is messed up well maybe now I understand it okay <laughs> um yeah I mean I kind of understand the backstory a little bit with him um and also if I gave away too much of his backstory I'm sorry but I don't, I don't really think I did um but yeah overall like I just wish they would have given him a little more of a reason to do why he's doing and, and allude to why he's doing what he's doing a little bit more as as opposed to just showing one kind of flashback to explain it and not really giving it too much context. Like sometimes showing is better than telling, but also I feel like in this instance, they probably should have showed a little more and told a little more. But that being said, his backstory was still told very well. It's just the aspects of him being a villain. I wanted to understand why he's doing what he's doing a little bit more. Um, but I, I mean, humans are shitty. So for the most part, we can almost always understand why villains are doing what they're doing because yeah, we're, we're not great. We're not great. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let me look at some of my other notes here. Um, trying to avoid the spoiler notes that I have in here as well. Um, yeah, I, they just didn't go as in depth with his motives as they did with Killmonger. Um, let me see. I think those are all the notes I pretty much have in terms of my non-spoilers. Uh, but there are some surprisingly brutal moments when it comes to the fight scenes. Uh, some stuff that I wasn't expecting there. Um, and then what was the other thing I was about to say? Uh, uh, the action in the movie is solid. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the Ironheart design. Didn't really care for the design of the Ironheart suit. Um, I don't know. There's something about it that looked a little too perfect, if you know what I mean. Like when it comes to the CGI, it just look, looked a little too glossy, not rough enough. I know it's like made out of metal and stuff and it's like smooth metal, but still, even with the Iron Man outfit, I, I just feel like there's a little more detail and depth to it than, than with this costume here. They have plenty of time to kind of upgrade and change it a little bit for the Ironheart series, but yeah, we, we shall wait and see with that. Um, Dominique Thorne in here as, as Riri Williams, I thought she was pretty great. Uh, they didn't give her, here's the thing. With Miss Marvel, the thing about her is that you got her show before Captain Marvel, or the Marvels, I should say, which still hasn't even come out. And the reason why I'm actually excited for the Marvels is because of that character in particular. And with this, I almost feel like they, sorry, I was losing my balance there for a second. <laughs> uh, with this, I was kind of hoping that they almost would have given her her show before, but then just with her making her suit and stuff like that, it probably wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense. 
Uh, but I, I kind of, in a way, would have wished that she would have gotten her own show first and been introduced there and then finally got to see her in this. Um, but overall, I thought her character was good in the movie. Um, and I, I'm intrigued to see where they go with her show. I already know Anthony Ramos is in there as some Red Hood character. Not really sure what the name of that character is. And also possibly Sasha Baron Cohen as Mephisto might be showing up in it. So that's interesting. But yeah, we'll really have to wait and see how that show is when it comes out. I could even see America Chavez getting her own show. That'd be cool. Uh, just give all these younger versions, like Young Avengers. That's that's what they're building up to, right? That seems like it at least. Um, so I hope that's like a Phase 7 title. I don't know if they'll... They probably won't do that in Phase 6 with... Uh, and that's Phase 6, right? With uh, Kane Dynasty and, and uh, Secret Wars. I believe so. Um, it doesn't seem like a Phase 6 thing because Young Avengers basically is an Avengers movie. Uh, so I don't think they'd want to have three Avengers movie movies in one phase. Um, so maybe possibly a phase seven thing in Young Avengers, have Riri Williams in there, have, uh, have, uh, Miss Marvel possibly. And there's a bunch of, you know, younger characters they could do for that. So that's just kind of setting some of that up. Um, I feel like at one point, sure, he probably could have been on the Young Avengers, but with, uh, so much time passed since the first Black Panther, probably, probably best to just make her an adult at this point, huh? Um... But yeah, Shuri, she's great in this film. Letitia Wright does an amazing job. Um, everybody, you can tell that the emotion is real when it comes to talking about T'Challa, Black Panther. You can tell that they really lost the person and that they're they're pulling from that real emotion of actually losing somebody you were close to. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an emotionally heavy film. I'm not going to lie. There's little to no humor in the movie. There is some, but little to no humor. They take it quite seriously which for a film like this to tackle the the subject of having somebody as iconic as Chadwick Boseman having somebody as iconic as Black Panther not be around anymore there's a certain serious seriousness you have to take with this film you can't have it be super jokey and um they I think with this movie paid a lot of respect to Chadwick Boseman even though he is like technically not in it you still, again, in even the actors and writers and stuff before the movie came out were saying this, you can still feel his presence in the movie. And even if you don't feel it throughout the entire film, like some some people kind of said, you still feel it in the moments that, that matter most. And um, overall, I think this is a really great Marvel movie. It's, in my opinion, better than Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder combined. I did not care for those movies. Both of those movies probably won't end up on my top 10 of this year. But there's a good chance this movie will. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to really wait and see. But I have a feeling this movie will take make my top 10 favorites of this year. Um, honestly, I feel like Love and Thunder and Multiverse of Madness would probably make like my top 15 to 20. Just because I've only seen so many good movies this year. Uh, but this is definitely a standout for sure. Um, do I like, I, and I'm not trying to like compare it to other random movies. But I, do I like it more than some of the other movies I've seen this year? maybe after like one or two more watches possibly but i don't know there's just there's some other movies this year that that really got me so uh we'll see where this ends up on that list i'm sure it will overall i'm gonna give this movie and i'm gonna do an 8.5 out of 10 that feels that feels fair there are some things in there that i don't necessarily love but it doesn't like none of those things really ruin the movie for me uh but they do take it down a few notches for me just a little bit uh, there's just some things in there that don't feel completely necessary, like the character of Everett Ross being in there. 
Um, kind of feels like he was just shoehorned in there because they're like, oh, he was in the last movie and he was a relatively big character, so we should bring him back. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a few surprises in the movies for sure. There's definitely things to be spoiled, uh, so try to avoid it if you can. But yeah, overall, I mean, it's not one of those movies that's going to have people like, oh my God, like, spoiler alert for Multiverse of Madness, seeing John Krasinski as Reed Richards. It's not going to have any of those like, oh my God moments. Maybe one. Uh, but aside from that, like, this movie isn't afraid to like not go super huge when it comes to cameos and Easter eggs and all sorts of stuff. I'm sure there's plenty of Easter eggs, don't get me wrong. And there's also some cameos in there that you might not have realized and maybe some that you did and I don't know there's there's definitely things to be spoiled but not as big of a level of spoiling something as it was for uh for Multiverse of Madness or for like Endgame um this isn't like Endgame level spoilers this is more like maybe maybe like Ant-Man level spoilers and eh, maybe not that quite that far because there's definitely some good juicy things in here that uh that you're not going to want to know going into it but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this review here. Thank you all for watching. I will be back tomorrow. If you're watching this the day it was posted, I will be back tomorrow with my spoiler review for Wakanda Forever. So stay tuned for that. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I will see you in the next one. All right, so 2022's Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This will be my spoiler review. So if you haven't seen the movie, I recommend you click off. Uh, if you have seen the movie or you just don't care about spoilers, stick around and let's talk about it. I'm going to get straight into it. Probably not going to be as long as my my, my uh, non-spoiler video, but still going to be uh, pretty good in length because there's, there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, but yeah, basically in the very beginning, and spoiler alert again for people that are still here, leave. Uh, but yeah, in the very beginning, we start with Shuri and we learn that Black Panther T'Challa is dying of an undisclosed illness and i this is the one thing in the movie where i was like i wonder how they're gonna address that and i'm sure a lot of people were wondering how they're gonna address that and i like the way they did it they didn't have him dying off in a battle they had had him dying off because of something that actually kind of happened to the actor i mean sure they're they don't go as far as to say it was actually cancer but they they say it's an illness and that's enough for people to like really just start bawling their eyes out over this because it feels just so real um and then after that we get the whole marvel studios intro instead of having it be all the characters throughout marvel it's all just chadwick boseman as t'challa slash black panther and even that intro and a little bit after it's just dead silent almost completely dead silent just to have like a moment of silence for him and the first time viewing that's where i just completely lost it i was trying to be quiet so people didn't hear me, but I, I was just crying my eyes out with that Marvel Studios intro and just trying to be super quiet. That's that's probably the thing, especially upon second viewing, that's the thing that got me crying again um, more than anything. But yeah, two very emotional punches right in the beginning of the movie, not even the first like five, ten minutes. Um, it, it gets you immediately. Uh, let me see here. The moment when T'Challa's coffin is raised upright and the people do the Wakanda Forever salute. Uh, that moment had me crying the first time watching as well. Not as much the second time, but that first time I was just like, wow, that is such an image to be seen. And just seeing everybody do the salute, I was just like, oh, I knew it was going to be heavy. I knew it was going to be heavy, but I wasn't expecting how heavy, how quickly this movie would be. Um, 
Also, I was kind of expecting to cry throughout the entire movie. Not not really, but there were definitely points that got me. Uh, I already said this in my non-spoiler review, but Everett Ross being in this movie, completely unnecessary, and they probably only did it to uh, to state the fact that Val, who, uh, who brought on U.S. agents and uh, is going to bring on all the other people for the Thunderbolts, uh, basically she was married to Everett Ross. And uh, I think that's the only reason he is in here just to tell them, hey, guess what? They used to be married. Um, and, and it's only for a split second. You might miss it if you're not paying attention for that split second, but you're like, huh, they were married. Interesting. And that really adds little to nothing to the entire movie. Uh, same with Everett Ross's character. Uh, had no purpose to serve in this film whatsoever. Um, no offense to Martin Freeman. Love him as an actor. I think he's great. But um, that, that character was completely unnecessary in this movie. Uh, well, let me see here. Uh, Queen Ramonda, she gets killed by, by Namor. Uh, so not only do we have to start with the death of Chadwick Boseman, or T'Challa, I should say, uh, but later on in the film, we have to deal with the death of the queen. And she has this line in there, and I'm sure you've heard it in the trailers, where she says, um, I'm the queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire family is gone. Have I not given enough? And I believe that scene came not too long before she actually died making it even more impactful and almost making it like that was her saying it now now it kind of applies more to shuri than anything um, also shuri's whole story arc in this movie i think is incredible uh there are some aspects that i wasn't in love with at first like her being just so rageful but by the time it got to that fight between her and namor i was on the edge of my goddamn seat I was like as far off the edge of my seat as I could be. We got little tray tables at the movie theater I go to. So I was just like leaning on that, just getting as close to the screen as I could. The action, especially towards the end of the movie, it's just so freaking cool. Um, I, there's there's a lot to love about it for sure. Uh, but yeah, let me see here. It, it kind of seemed like Namor and then Shuri were going to be like a love thing for, for a second. A love thing? Uh, seemed like they were going to be love interest for a minute there. Uh, I wonder if that's something that they're going to explore in the sequel. If they do do a sequel, I'm sure they will. I mean, I'm sure this movie's going to make a shit ton of money. So why wouldn't they? But yeah, um, the whole thing with Namor at the end, joining Wakanda's side and basically wait, waiting for the t right time to strike. Just goes to show that he's not completely evil, but he's also not completely good. Um, so he's definitely an anti-hero, which I believe is how he is in the comics. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, just the character of Namor and Tanach, uh, what's his name again? Shoot. Uh, I believe it's Tanach Huerta, uh, as Namor. I think he did a fantastic job in this movie. I'm definitely excited to see what he does next. Uh, not only in the MCU, but just with his other, other films and TV shows or whatever he might do. Uh, but let me see here. Lake Bell is in this movie. She's she's a relatively big actress. Actually voiced Natasha Romanoff in the What If series. Um, yeah, she shows up in this movie as just like a random doctor lady trying to find Vibranium. Ends up most likely getting killed off. Uh, we don't really see her necessarily die, but I mean, she's probably dead. Let's be honest. I mean, it, it's Lake Bell though, so maybe she won't be dead. Maybe they're setting something up bigger for her, but... I, I don't know, just the way that it was in the movie, it felt very shoehorned in there, didn't feel necessary at all, uh, other than the idea to set up these uh, 
these basically Atlanteans. I forget the exact name of their uh, their kingdom, so forgive me. I'm just gonna call it Atlantis and gonna, gonna call them Atlanteans because I'm ignorant and I can't remember the name of the actual kingdom and what they're called, but that scene was only there to introduce those characters and have them kill off people that didn't really matter to the story. Um, so again, just something that didn't feel necessary. That's the whole thing with Everett Ross. That's the whole thing here. Just scenes that feel like they're not completely necessary, but they also set up things that seem like they might be important going forward in the future, possibly. And then also the whole, you know, Atlantean thing uh, that they had to set up there, set up the whole, oh, Namor and, and his people and all that kind of stuff and figure out exactly why they're going after them because they have vibranium too and trying to stay hidden and whatnot, so... Uh, but yeah, don't really know why she was casted in this movie. I feel, feel like it could have been anybody at that point and save her for a future role, but oh well. Um, Shuri ends up finding out how to make the heart-shaped herb with her own science, and that's back now. She becomes Black Panther, but when she goes into the, uh, the what is it called, the ancestral plane, uh, she doesn't see her mother, she doesn't see T'Challa, she sees Killmonger. And Killmonger is basically talking like, oh, the reason why you're seeing me basically is because you're full of rage and vengeance and you want to go after uh, you want to go after Namor and kill him. That's why you're seeing me in the ancestral plane. Um, and that's something that she doesn't seem to be proud of whenever she gets asked by Nakia, like, who did you see in there? Um, she completely changes the subject. And by the end of the movie, she... Oh, sorry. My little battery thing just popped up there. Uh, but yeah, by the end of the movie, she realizes I don't have to be like him. I can take all this rage and turn it into something constructive and not kill this person, but try to help them out because when she was actually in his kingdom, she was just in awe of how beautiful it was and just how how rich it was of, of life and, and just, you, you know what I mean. She, when she went there, she was amazed by it and she loved it. And even though she has to fight this guy, she still cares about his kingdom and his people technically and and she's just like i want to help you i want to work with you i think we can do this i know we just fought and almost killed each other but still hey um you know let's let's work together and again as i said before that's basically namor's plan uh his long-term kind of plan going on there uh but let me see what else i have here Ch -ch 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 already kind of talked about Riri Williams. There's nothing else to like really talk about there with her character, I, I feel like, um, other than I already said this in the non-spoiler review, but the design design on her suit, I just didn't care for too much. Uh, there's only one post-credit scene and that post-credit scene is talking about how Nakia has a son and her son's name is T'Challa and he is the son of T'Challa. Uh, so that's very cool, setting him up to be a possible Black Panther in the future um, and also just setting up the fact that T'Challa has a kid. Um, did that surprise me? Not completely. Um, I was kind of expecting there to be a kid because uh, there was a whole scene in the trailer where there was like underwater people and pregnant giving birth and all that. I'm like, sure, that's probably like Namor and his people, which ended up being his mom. Um, but I was like, I wonder if Nakia is gonna be pregnant and like have his baby in this movie. And uh, she wasn't pregnant in the movie, but yes, she does have a son. And he's about maybe five to six years old, given given the time gap between these movies and whatnot. So, um, and it sounds like that's something that T'Challa knew about having a son. That's something that 
that uh, Ramonda knew about, but not something that Shuri knew about for whatever reason, and I'm not really sure why. Um, but yeah, he, he has a son, and uh, we'll see what they do with that going forward. I'm sure it'll be a while until he would take up the mantle of Black Panther. I'm sure they'd want at least one, two more movies with Shuri as Black Panther before doing anything else. Uh, but Okoye, while well, Ramonda's still alive and still in power, strips her of her general position uh, that makes it sound like a general manager position. <laughs> no, but she gets stripped of her title as general for the Dora Milaje. Um, and so she's just a normal person at that point. But also there's this suit that Shuri was making throughout the film that looks god awful. I think it looks horrible, honestly. I think it looks super weird. Don't know how comic accurate it is or if it's from the comics at all. But when Okoye does put that suit on, it is kind of cool on her. I can't even lie. Kind of has like the predator braids behind it too. Pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, let me see. Um, oh yeah, the brutal moment that I was talking about in the non-spoiler review was the moment where Shuri ripped off one of Namor's wings. I was like, God damn. And then he had those big ass like gashes on his face from the claws and stuff. And I was like, this is a brutal fight. Well, you can see why I was on the edge of my seat for that one, especially. It was just super fun to watch. Um, maybe I didn't love the scene where it was like the Wakandans fighting the, the water. I'm, I'm going to call them water people now. Why not? Cause I can't remember the name and I'm not going to stop this to look it up. Um, but I, I didn't necessarily love watching the Wakandans fight the Atlanteans as much as I liked watching Shuri fight Namor. Uh, but it was still a really fun scene. Really, again, had me on the edge of my seat. And uh, yeah, really great final battle. Maybe not the best that Marvel has ever done, but still, still very fun. Uh, and then let me see here. I think that's pretty much all I have to say in terms of spoilers. I'm sure there's a lot more I could have said. Uh, and I probably should have watched the movie one other time. Should have watched it three times to be able to get everything. But there's plenty of other channels out there that make like little Easter egg videos and whatnot. Check out New Rockstars. I'm sure their uh, their Easter egg video out will be out in not too long uh, in case there's anything I missed, which I'm sure there's plenty. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to go over like the big moments of the movie. Um, wasn't necessarily going to say exactly how I feel about every single big spoiler moment, but... For the most part, the the bigger spoilers like Killmonger and stuff like that, that definitely surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. Um, you know, Ramonda dying, I wasn't expecting at all. Um, Shuri becoming Black Panther is the one thing that I was expecting. Like, I knew that was going to happen. And most people from watching the trailer alone probably knew that was going to happen. So that's not really a huge spoiler there, but... I guess the biggest spoiler moment in this movie, it should be Ramonda dying, but it's really the Killmonger scene. Um, and, and that's going to be the biggest thing that's spoiled for people, I feel like. So, yeah, um, I, I guess that's all I really have to say. And I forgot to say this in my non-spoiler review, but for those of you who have watched it, which is hopefully everybody watching this video right now, tell me what you thought about the movie. Uh, did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? I definitely very much liked it, but I wouldn't say that I like it any more than the original Black Panther. Um, in fact, I'd say I kind of like it a little less, but Black Panther being the movie that it is, I mean, it's in my top like three favorite Marvel movies, uh, maybe maybe top four to five, but I, I love that movie. And I knew that that was gonna be a really hard movie to, uh, to try and, you know, one up, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Uh, it, it would be really difficult and we have the new Knives Out movie coming out soon. Knives Out being one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. With that sequel, I'm like, there's no way it's going to be as good as the first one. And that's kind of the case here. 
uh, but it does a really, really amazing job with the, the kind of constraints that they were given with having their lead actor die and just just telling a really good story and having really good story arcs for these characters and, and being able to handle all that emotion while not making it just like an emotionally draining movie and also not dwelling on the fact that they lost their lead actor and still making a really good story kind of set around that. Um, so yeah, overall, Black Panther 2, really great movie. Uh, not sure, again, where I'd rank it in terms of my top 10 for this year. I still got to watch a few other movies before the year is wrapped up and I make that list. But yeah, overall, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is a fantastic movie. And uh, I mean, it has some crazy moments in it. I, I was kind of debating on just doing the spoiler review, like on the tail end of my non-spoiler review, but I'm kind of happy I didn't now because I talked about it for longer than I thought I would. But uh, yeah, that's that's really all I have for you guys. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm on YouTube once again at The Film Punch where you can get all of these reviews or really any videos that I do earlier over on that channel. Highly recommend you go over and check that out. That's where I'm trying to send people because if, for those of you who don't know, this show is actually going to be ending soon at episode 200 and then I'll be focusing mainly just on YouTube at that point. I'm trying to start a Patreon as well, so we'll see uh, We'll see what I end up doing. But again, thank you all for listening. I'll be back next week to review the menu. I think also probably Enchanted from 2000 and something, maybe 7, I think, uh, because Disenchanted comes out next week, I believe. Um... Also, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, my reviews for the Santa Claus films will come out because the Santa Clauses, the first two episodes at least, gets released next Friday, I think. I don't know. I can't remember the exact dates of everything, but there's stuff coming out relatively soon, and uh, I'm going to be posting a lot over the next couple of weeks or so, especially since not next week, but the week after, there's like four big releases. There's the uh, new Knives Out movie which I'll actually be re-watching re uh, the original Knives Out for a review before that movie comes out, or at least before I post my review for it. Um, and then also the Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which I'll probably check out. There's the Devotion one with the guy from the new Top Gun movie, uh, and then Strange World from Disney. So four big releases. We'll see how much time I have for all of them. Might have to double up and... Watch two one day and watch two another. We'll really have to see. I, I typically try not to do that because it really just drains me of all my energy and happiness when I have to sit in a movie theater for typically over four hours and having to do that twice. I mean, I mean it's great. I mean, it's the movie theater. You're having fun and stuff, but it, it just like mentally and physically just drains you of all your energy if you're sitting there that long, trust me. I know from experience, I've I've been to like three movies in a day before, and I, I do not try to do that very often. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop rambling. I'm going to end the episode here because my battery is getting a little low. But once again, thank you all for listening. Go check out my YouTube at The Film Punch. I am also on Instagram at film underscore punch. I believe that's what it is. If not, it's at The Film Punch there as well. Actually, I think it's Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at The Film Punch. So uh, pretty easy to remember. Go check all that out, and I will see you in the next one.